Welcome, precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Thank you, Father. Amen. So, we began last two weeks to look at a particular topic, praise God, and we were looking at seven important things about the word hallelujah seven important things about the word glory to god seven important things about the word and we said that the first one what did we say the first one was what do you say the first first one it was are you now checking your <laughs> okay louder I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What is it? Uh huh. One more time. Okay. Yeah. My peers were supposed to remind me of an assignment I gave last week. But they are quiet because they themselves have probably not done it. <laughs> Amen. Last week I gave an assignment. I said that, you know what the assignment is, right? Okay. So I can call you and then you give us the details, true or false. Okay, we'll come to that before we close. Amen. And we said the second is what? What's the second point? It's like some people are not sure what they are saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who has something different? Yes, we said the second thing, second important thing about the word is that we are born again by the word. And we're created by the word. Hallelujah. Yes. And the first one was that the word of God is what? Our contact with God and God's contact with us. Hallelujah. Okay, so the third thing. Our minds are renewed by the word of God. Our minds are renewed by the word. Our minds are renewed by the word. Our minds are renewed by the word. Colossians 3 verse 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And on Christmas Day, we always have exchange of gifts. In the ministry, so just I'm just telling you ahead of time. So you start saving your money. Because when the charade is done and you pick somebody's name, you have to settle the person. Praise God. Yes, yeah, so just start preparing. Amen. Amen. And the week before the Sunday before the twenty-sixth Sunday is Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. This year we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. No matter how many bad things happen in a year, look out for the good and thank God for it. Sometimes the bad is just necessary for the next level. Colossians 3, are we there? Okay, verse 10, it says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. So, we are renewed in knowledge. Are you following? 
renewal happens by knowledge. He says, we are renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Speaking about the, the, new, the new creation Christ or the, the believer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Romans 12, verse 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, by, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect of God. So it says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. And we said that the, second, the third important thing about the word of God is that we are renewed by the word. Hallelujah. We are renewed by the word. Now, it's essential because without the word playing its role, there will be no transformation in your personality, your life, your state. There will be no transformation. Spiritually, you are new, you are born again, but it will not be relatable. It will not have any effect or bearing on the physical world if renewal does not okay. Are you following? And today in the devotional, I shared three things. It's very, very big, but I tried to make it very simple. On the perspective that exists in the world, in, in the universe. God's perspective is not necessarily a spiritual perspective. God's perspective, God's reality is very different. In fact, in the spirit world itself, the spirit world is a very, very vast place. The, this earth is a subset of the spiritual world. You see, and I'm, I'm, we are, we are, as we grow, you know, in maturity to a particular place, I will share with us don't don't assume right that we are the only creatures in the universe but we are the particular place chosen by god for certain exploits Is the reason why he still allowed the devil to exist. But we will not digress. Are you here? So, that spiritual transformation that you have, being born again, is exact. God's perspective, God's reality, he sees what has ended right from its beginning and even before it began so from god's perspective because there's no time there's no beginning and he is the same beginning and he's the same ending he is in the beginning of the thing and in the ending of the thing at the same time that is god so when he is speaking verbatim he won't make sense to the physical man that's one reason why we speak in tongues i i made us read the scripture from the devotion now when God was giving the account, because the book of Revelation is actually the revelation of Jesus Christ given to John the Apostle. So it's a revelation of Jesus Christ given to John the Apostle. So it is a communication of God. So in, the, in God's perspective, he spoke and he said the lamb was already slain from the foundation of the world. I just saw something. From the foundation of the world. So God writing to us, as far as it's concerned, the lamb has already been slain. Yet, it says from the foundation of the world. 
So as far back as when he was saying, let there be light, the, to him, the lamb has already been slain. And that is the way he relates with it. That is why sometimes, you see, when God looks at you, eh, you see yourself as you don't have something or you're lacking about like when God looks at you and sees you, he sees that you are you are set. He sees you are perfect. That is the reality that the angels learn from. That is why when the angel came to Gideon, he said, Thou mighty man of valor. But look at Gideon's response, because Gideon is in the earthly realm and the earthly perspective. Gideon says, Which mighty what? If God is that's why are we in all this trouble? The angel is coming from communicating God's perspective. And he's communicating God's perspective because he's coming in the name of God. Are you following? The spiritual perspective or realm or reality deals with the revelation or the knowledge of what can be, what will be. Are you following this? What will be or what can be. And that is why anybody with access to the spiritual world can see things that are yet to happen. That is why an, even an unbeliever can have a dream of the future. In the Bible, God showed things to happen to unbelievers. Pharaoh had a dream, true or false? Was Pharaoh a believer of God? He opposed God. So the spiritual realm gives insight on things that can be or will be. So it is a physical perspective of reality that deals with, you know, the time and it's not going to happen. But God doesn't want us to live limited to this world. Faith does not live limited by this world. Are you with me? Now, your mind being renewed through and by the word of God is what will help you ascend to operate by God's perspective. Do you know that any role model of yours or anybody who inspires you, whether the person is a man of God or a business person who is a Christian, and let's say today, at age 45, they probably, a lot of people like money, so let me use money. They're probably worth $50 million or let's say $300 million and just God's plan for them. Do you know that whilst they were probably 27 or 33 and were still struggling to get a job, as far as God was concerned, he was working with the $450 million worth Kofi. I get what I'm saying. So your pers the, the perspective, that is why the Bible says, Rejoice. He says, in everything give thanks. He says, at all times rejoice. Because you see, if you look, if you want to look at your current state to give thanks, you miss out. There is a way to walk with God. When you are correctly and fully walking this way, you, you will sound mad to the world. You will do things they don't understand. But that's how we are called to live. 2009, I was praying in a church and the Lord showed me a vision. I was praying and then the prophecy from the Holy Ghost was coming to me. Then suddenly as the prophecy was coming to me, as I was standing there, my eyes were opened and then I saw, I was looking at, I was looking up. People are there, right? but I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit and I'm looking at this. And I saw the Lord and he was holding my hand. And the me, the future me, after he had spoken and everything, I saw myself there, standing together with me. When he was done speaking to me and he turned and we were going, the future me was waving to the 
present me. So I, I, saw, I saw everything, everything out. And he turned back and he was going and he was waving to me. I was like, hey. Then it was a, a certain experience. So as I read some more, I found a man of God who had had that same, same experience. I was like, oh, okay. This man of God shared he had an encounter and was taken to heaven years ago. And then when he got to heaven, he saw himself before the throne, kneeling down in worship. And his future self turned to the him that had come there and was smiling at him. 20 years after, he had another encounter. This time he was the one in front of the throne and when he looked back at, at his past, he saw his old self. <laughs> in Revelation, Jesus says, I am he that was dead but is alive forevermore and has the keys of death and hell. Um, Let's, let's come back to this one, okay. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. I'm just going to tell you that. You are not just as you are seeing yourself today. I want to tell you that you are glorious. You see, time eh, is just so that everything doesn't happen at once. That's the reason for time. The reason for time is so that everything doesn't get mashed up and messed up. That would be messy. It's so that things can be separated. That's what Exodus verse three says. Chapter three says, "There's a time to be born, a time to die. A time. It's for separation. It's for so that okay, this will happen, this will happen." But I want to tell you that the real you, you are not the person who is struggling with Uber or fighting somebody over front seats in the bus. I hear what I'm saying. You see, when you know these things, eh? Hmm. Faith can change your attitude and your character toward people. Faith. It can change and influence your character and behavior toward people. If I know by faith that your tomorrow, 10 years from now, Marvin is going to be so heavy, so mighty, by that revelation and by that faith, I'll treat him a particular way. I'll relate to him a particular way. Faith is influencing my behavior now. It's not happening now. I don't see it in him now. But faith. The same way certain women, they can be with a man who, the man doesn't have any, anything today. We hear their story now. They are rich. But when the women met them, they, they had nothing. They, but they were cool with them. When a woman is able to demonstrate such faith, she'll be rewarded. Now, that faith can influence my character and my behavior toward Malvin. Let me make it even simpler. If you hear or you know that the price of fuel is going to go up seven days from now, what will you do? You go and buy it now. You get what I mean? You go and buy it now. It hasn't risen yet, but revelation of the future, faith has made you buy it now. 
You've, you've, you've invested into it now because it's going to rise. A demonstration of your faith. If you hear that, oh, it's going to go down, you'll probably sell it off. I'm just using an, an example. I guess in me. These are some of the, the things that influence our, you know, our behavior, our character. And it, it, it comes from either faith or faithlessness, faith or unbelief. Bible says, had they known that he was a prince of life, they wouldn't have crucified a lot of glory. Had they known. Are you, are you with me? Hey, I want to finish this thing to do. And say, our minds are renewed by the word. Are you with me today? Yes, sir. Are you here? Yes, sir. Faith is born when the word prevails over our thinking. Faith, faith is born when, when the word prevails over our thinking. The, the reason why some people lack faith or, let me say, have weak faith is because the word has not prevailed over their thinking yet. It is like persuasion. Like a man proposing to a woman then for the woman to finally believe and accept. That's how faith is like. When faith prevails over a person's thinking. Are you with me? Romans chapter 4, let me show you something. Faith has to prevail. The word has to prevail over your, over your thinking for faith to be born. You see, if the word that declares that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, the reason faith is still absent when it comes to, you know, those things for certain people is because that word has not prevailed over their thinking. In their thinking, sickness, they a bar, they drew near. Deep down, it hasn't. They, they have heard it, but it hasn't prevailed. Notice the words I'm, I'm choosing. They may know it, they may have heard it, but the knowledge has not prevailed, has not become superior over their thinking. Are you catching this? Say, I catch it. Speak in tongues for just 15 seconds. I need this to soak into your spirit. I need this to soak into your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you're able to catch this, you, you understand the necessity of meditation. And you understand where faith comes from. Faith is absent in many people's lives, even Christians, because like I said, the word has not prevailed over their thinking. Romans 4, are you there? Let's come down to verse 20. Let's have on verse 19. It says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded, being fully persuaded, persuaded being fully persuaded being fully persuaded this is faith you see 
being fully persuaded faith is also equal to persuasion are you persuaded you see it's like when a person comes to a place of convic- conv- conviction yeah, that's why I use the illustration of a man and a woman you are trying to propose you are trying to do all the nice things campaign season and everything but she's not convinced then finally she now gets convinced and she says yes at that place now she is qualified for marriage and to experience all the benefits and blessings that come with it because she has not been fully persuaded is that following what I'm saying? Fully persuaded. Come, uh, uh, political parties will go around and try to convince people, and when they get their persuasion, then they vote for them. Precisely in this. Now, the Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded. Are you persuaded? Are you fully persuaded about the word of God? That is where faith is present or absent. I am persuaded by the word of God. Fully persuaded. And you see, until you are fully persuaded, the results of the word will be absent in your life. Abraham had been spoken to by God about what God wanted to do with him. But it took his full persuasion. Bible says in Genesis 15, he believed God and God accounted it to him for righteousness. It was at that point because that's the point where he was fully persuaded. And what was the demonstration of the proof? When God told him to sacrifice Isaac, he actually went. A man who was not fully persuaded, he would not have done it. That is why sometimes people feel like, oh, God should just give it to me and I will do. No. Get your faith and your heart right. And whatever he gives you, you will do whatever he says to do. Abraham was fully persuaded. He had come to realize that, ah, this God, he is the same person who 99 years, uh, nothing is possible. But Isaac still came. If you miss, if you miss Wednesday service, you miss the lotto. The things I shared, the media, they said don't even upload it because it's, it's too... Because I, 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 sh- I shared with them on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I explained a lot of things. Why does God still attribute himself? Exodus 3, verse 16. God says that, verse 6 says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and this is my name unto all generations forever. Forever. There's a reason why. And there's a reason why it is three. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. There's a reason. There's a reason why we have heaven, earth, hell. And when you come to the created bodies, we have uh, celestial bodies, terrestrial bodies, and marine bodies. But that's for another day. There's a reason why it is three. So, (laughs) the mama water you've been talking about, you. (laughs) Hallelujah. You are let God preach that message for us. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is Abraham. Let me just give a snippet, then we continue. It is Abraham. Hmm? 
it is Abraham that plays the role of sacrificing his son. And Abraham had no son. So that the same way God in John 3.16 could say his only begotten son, Abraham could also say he gave his only begotten son. Abraham became a typology of God. The meaning of Isaac is laughter. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter. For he to ask for another comforter means that there was already a first comforter. He was the first comforter. Comfort, laughter provides comfort. He became, Isaac was the typology, prophetic typology of Jesus. The original and first comforter. Then in the third, we have Jacob, where we see the multiplicity of the nations. It is after that, the birth of Israel, that we have the church. And Bible calls the church the Israel of God. Senior class for one chick. Hallelujah. Romans 4, verse 21. And being fully persuaded, are you fully persuaded? Being fully persuaded. This is how to have results. Kingdom results. Whether in healing, spiritual growth, finances. You have to get persuaded by the word. Are you following me? Let's look at what Abraham did. He says, verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. This is the thing. There are many of us who, we read the word, or we probably heard the word, but we, our minds are not renewed yet because we are not persuaded by the word of God. We haven't believed it to the point of no return. We are waiting to see it happen before we believe. That is not faith. That is not belief. That is sense knowledge faith. It's not real faith. And there can't be any results with that. You have to believe what God has said ever before you see it happen. Be, you see, be fully persuaded by his word. Don't be looking for proof before you believe. That is what the Jews wanted to do. He said, what sign do you give us that we may see and believe? He said, an evil and adulterous generation looks for a sign. That's not faith. That's unbelief. And unbelief is the reason why men will go to hell. Ah. <laughs> men who were born were born sinners before they committed any sin. Men who were born, were born sinners. Before they committed any sin. So which one made them a sinner? Because before they could commit any offense, they were already... <laughs> it, it, oh, speaking tongues, I, I don't know. <laughs> I say a, a far from it. <laughs> uh, it will count down small. Hey, hey, are you here? Yes, sir. Are you here? Yes, sir. Tell somebody, put your revelation goggles on. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Are you with me? You have to learn to accept and be fully persuaded by the word of God. You see, that is where true renewal happens, though. It's not just the mental ascent. Mental ascent is when a person with their mind gives a you know a go ahead or a pass or a green tick to the word. So oh, yes, it's true, oh yes, it's true. But mental ascent is not the same as faith. Please are you hear what I'm saying? Mental ascent is not the same as faith. A man of faith, right? In the events of calamity, let's say, let me let me let me show you something. If right now, or maybe you were home or something, and then suddenly your sister or somebody falls to the ground and suddenly begins to you shake, or maybe it's like the person is sick, or probably foaming at the mouth. Let me tell you what the person without faith does. The person without faith in the word does. Quickly look for a car. Hey, you find him go away. Hey, ask me so. Hey, let's carry the person. Hospital. Oh God. Then you know the funny thing? When you're in the car thing, in Jesus' name, you're not you're not uh, what are you, doing? you don't believe in the name of Jesus. You don't. If you did, your first response will not be carrying a person to hospital. Let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit wants to intervene and wants you to take the person to the hospital, that is where you hear the voice of God saying, take the person to, to, the, to the hospital. God already knows you have faith and you are going to attempt to use the word. If he doesn't want you to operate by that, he will tell you, take the person to the hospital. Don't confuse the two. Somebody say, oh, but maybe God wants you to, he will tell you. You will hear his voice. But a person with faith will respond, Go devil! Because you have become convinced by the word, persuaded by the word. You are not doing trial and error with God. This is what pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Listen, I've taught you, I said, faith is endorsing the integrity of God. That God is who he says he is, will do what he says he will do, can do what he says he can do. This is, this is, this is faith. And God is looking for such people who will endorse his integrity that he's not a liar. This is where faith is born. This is where faith is born. You see, otherwise, you believe in a lie. Are you here, somebody? The mind is renewed. By studying it and acting upon it. Acting upon the word. That's what God is trying to get us to, you know, to, to uh, get us to do. To not just receive it or learn about it, but to act on it. Praise God. One doesn't go without the other. Studying and knowing it must not go without acting on it and doing it. Are you here? Hmm. Should we go to James? Okay, before James. You see, because one of the things that has 
um, deceive many people is that, you know, a person may be studying the word for years, but if they do not act on it, renewal doesn't happen and consequently spiritual growth does not happen. Spiritual growth does not happen just by hearing new things. You can be hearing new things but not growing spiritually. I'm telling you. Spiritual growth does not happen just by the acquisition or the hearing of new things. No. The word is for doing. Christianity is for doing. So doing the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, you can be smelling new food every day. It doesn't mean the food is getting into you. If that's all you took, then we'll not buy food again. No. When we're hungry, we just pick a car, pass by Kempinski or pass by probably maybe KFC the closest. Just sound around, smell it. <laughs> mm. yeah, smell until you are full. Shall we yes, that's what we do. You see? Neither does seeing food. So just because you may be hearing certain things doesn't mean that you are actually growing. Spiritual growth doesn't happen like that. Spiritual growth happens by acting on the word. James chapter 1. Before James, 1 Corinthians. If a person feels stagnated in their spiritual growth, they should check it, they should check it carefully. They are probably not acting on the word. Probably not acting on the word. Because we must never confuse it. Spiritual growth is not merely the acquisition of new knowledge or hearing things. First Corinthians 3. Let me show it to you. Every food becomes, you know, causes growth in you. When it becomes a part of you, Right? You consume it, you assimilate it, it becomes a part of you. You see, 1 Corinthians 3. Alright, let me read from verse 1 to verse 3, and then I'll show a different portion. Just um, follow me. Verse 1 it says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Babes were? Babies. So we're saying babies, spiritual babies. Babies in Christ. Verse 2, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. They are not able to bear it. Try to raise the body, they, they don't understand, they don't get it. They have to come back to milk. See, Jesus to the disciples, I have nothing to share with you, but you cannot bear it now. So the Holy Ghost comes. Verse 3. He said, For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not yet carnal and walk as men? Praise the Lord. Now go to chapter 1. Same 1 Corinthians.
Come to verse 5. Let's have in verse 4. Or probably verse 3. Amen. It says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, that's good. You learned that. Verse 4. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Verse 5. That in everything ye are enriched by him. In all utterance and in all knowledge. They were very knowledgeable. The Corinthian church, they were very knowledgeable. But what did he say to them in chapter 3? They were babes. The abundance of their knowledge did not qualify or mean that they were automatically spiritually mature. Please, are you following this? Paul didn't say this about even any other church. He says these ones, they are enriched in all utterance. They can speak, they can tell you, they can recite stuff and gifts. Forget gifts. He had to even come and teach them how to properly order themselves because their gifts were in abundance. And knowledge, abundance. But, chapter 3 reveals that they were babes. Spiritual, don't confuse it. Spiritual growth does not only happen by the acquisition of new knowledge. Am I therefore saying you shouldn't pursue knowledge? No, pursue knowledge. But, in addition to that, become what you are hearing. Are you following me? Become what you are hearing. Write this down. I wrote it down for you by the Holy Spirit. Awareness of knowledge makes you informed. Becoming one with the knowledge makes you transformed. Awareness of knowledge makes you informed. Becoming one with the knowledge makes you transformed. Very, very important. person deceives himself if you know they think that maybe the hearing of new revelation alone is growth no the bible doesn't say so it is the doing that brings the growth <laughs> are you here yes, very important so you can know a lot about what the word of god says concerning love but if you actually don't work or practice love you won't grow in love you can know a lot about how, what faith can do but if you don't actually don't practice faith and practice walking in faith, you won't grow. You can know a lot about soul winning, about how great people have done this. But with you yourself, if you don't get... You, that, this was the difference when I um, began to grow, when I got born again fresh. I, wa- I, I wanted to actually do it, not only know it, because I realized that, ah, there's a... This, and this is the experience of many believers. Several know so much, but they are doing so little. That's not growth. That's not growth. Some of my faith exploits personal, myself, where when I was very, you know, when I was young in the faith, because I was actually focused on doing the word. I shared a testimony with you about how one day I, I had no money on me, but I had to get to some. I've shared it to you before, right? Yeah. And I said, my faith would take me to Tesano. My faith would take me there. I'm going to board, board the bus. No money. I had to put the word of God to work. This is what will make me grow. 
James 1 declares that it is not just the hearer who is blessed, but the doer is blessed in his doing. So the fruitfulness, the maturity, it comes in the doing. That is the other side of the coin. How many of you, if somebody gives you a coin, and once, one side is legit, the other side is not, how many of you take it? Can't, no, you can't buy, no. The market tomorrow will tell you, yeah, they will fuck up. Are you following me? Yes, and that is how your mind will be renewed. That is how growth will also happen for you. Let's read James chapter 1. Oh, I said I'll finish this thing today. <laughs> and our time to is up. Is somebody here with me? Tell somebody beside you, act on the word. Tell them again, act on the word. Do the word. Exactly. This is, this is, you see, if you don't do this, you won't grow. This is how you, you have to grow. This is how you, to grow in the word. Jesus said, and we have some believers who are foolish builders. Not my words, oh, Jesus' words. Because he said, I will liken the man who hears my word and does it to a man who built, to a wise, you know, a wise, a wise builder, one who built his house upon a rock. Jesus was saying the hearing is not enough. Then he says the person who heard but didn't act on it, didn't do it. It's like the man who built on sand. So they are both building up but the foundation is different. One's foundation is faith. Faith is responding. You see, it's a response. The word says this, I respond in it. Please hear me. And you must understand that in Christianity, you are not doing anything so that you can be made righteous. When it comes to righteousness, please, that part, it did not come by your works. And that won't change. Are you following me? Yes, yeah, nobody is going to heaven, entering heaven by their works. No, nobody. Your rewards and your crowns are by your works. That's what that one, there's no grace. By your entrance, the work for you to enter is what Jesus Christ did, which nobody could do. That's what I told you. If what Jesus Christ did, everything he went through is not enough to make you accept that God has made you righteous, forget about that 21 days fasting you did. Forget about that you have been stolen a long time. Forget those things. Masa, let's be serious. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. However, your doing of the word enables your spiritual growth. Are you following me? Enables you to mature into the fullness. That is God's dream for you. In Ephesians 4, he wants us to come to the maturity, the fullness of the measure, of the stature of Christ. Are you here with me? James 1, verse 22. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Where did Jesus get this from? Where did James get this from? He got it from Jesus. In what Jesus Christ said about the builders, those who hear his word and do it. That's where he got this from. He said, don't be hearers only, but doers. You see, when you hear the word and it blesses you, 
it, you, 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 spiritually, you begin to show signs of blossoming. But we need more than blossoming. We need fruit. Are you with me? We need fruit. So you, go to, you grow to the place where now you're not afraid of sickness. You're not afraid of disease. You're not afraid of any of these things. You're not afraid you'll be poor in life. You're not afraid you'll, be, you'll fail in life. No, those things become things of the past. Your future is settled. When things come at you a wrong way, you know, you, you're asking God, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Or you're looking for what you should learn from this. Okay, or... But, but when it comes to whether you succeed or fail, you are settled on your success. Settled on your victory. Scripture comes from the word script. A script is a written play meant to be acted out by actors. But the outcome has already been defined. In the movie, they've defined what will happen to whoever person is acting. It's like watching a basketball match of 2017. Maybe Lakers versus uh, Philadelphia Sixers. And the outcome is that Lakers won. You can be watching the match and your favorite team is Philadelphia. And they can be leading the first or second quarter. I go like, yes, yes. My brother, the match has already been finished. The outcome is that Lakers won by 20 points margin. It doesn't matter how you are happy about how Philadelphia is. Yeah, 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 you are happy and you are jumping. Master, are they? Yes. Yeah, boy, we. That's the kind of life you are living now. In the end, you are victorious. In the end, you prevailed. In the end, you made impact all over the world. The scripts, which is the script, has already been written. And in it, your destiny has been decided. Your destiny has been decided. Jesus Christ said, it is written. It was written of Christ that he succeeded ever before he came on earth. It was written. Check the prophets. Check the old. It was, the, it was written that he succeeded. And out of his success, we were the glory that was born. And then this happened. And then this happened. So when he came, Hebrews 10, he said, Lo, I have come in the volume of the book is written of me to do thy will, O God. Hallelujah. Our life, he said, Father, I'm walking in your glory, I'm walking in paths predestined for me. Is somebody getting me? Let the word prevail over your thinking, let it prevail over your thinking. Listen, if you don't do that, you'll be at the mercy of this world, you'll be at the mercy of the systems, you'll be at the mercy of some silly witches and silly misbehaving demons somewhere, but you are on top. I hear somebody say, my mind is renewed by the word. My mind is renewed by the word. Let's close the scripture. Let's close the scripture. He says, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way 
and straightway forgetted what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, perfect law of freedom, and continue therein, in other words, does it, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Tell somebody decide you grow spiritually. How they do that? By doing the word. Acting upon the word. You feed on it. You meditate on it. It transforms you. You act on it. In the first point, I shared with those who are around, was the last two weeks, Wednesday, before I went to God of Abraham. Okay, the previous one. That, you see, John chapter 1, verse 11, says that he was in the world, but the world knew him not. Are with me? So he was in the world, but the world knew him not, because he was in it by the word. Now, after he rose and went and is in heaven, he is still in the world. But this time we know him, because he's in the world through the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, I'm going to be a doer of the word. I'm going to be a doer of the word. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting, and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every other podcast platform at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.